like to be able to play right now. Third down and three. Quick throw. What a catch. Samuel stays upright. Terrific catch and run. One-on-one -on -one with Ramsey. Can't bring him down. Samuel. Highlight reel. Touchdown. Hello and welcome to episode seven of the Oz NFL podcast. There in that intro audio you heard, Debo Samuel taking it to the house for a touchdown and a somewhat surprising result. Um, maybe maybe the result itself didn't surprise many, but the the manner in which the San Francisco 49ers uh, beat up on the LA Rams was 24 to 9. It was a pretty dominant performance on offense and defense. And I welcome my co-host, Brad Campbell. Brad, we both picked the Rams, but gee, they're, um, they're really showing some pretty ordinary signs early in the season, especially in offense. But with that said, the Niners defense looking legit and uh, the offense was clicking on all cylinders as well. Uh, Debo yeah. Samuel, a big part of their, uh, their win over the Rams. How did you see that game? Yeah, I was a little bit shocked too. Like you said, we both took the Rams. So they got Debo in the game though. That was big. Um, we know the San Fran defense is good. And, and maybe LA are suffering from a, a Super Bowl hangover, but um yeah, there's some more stuff I want to talk about later on in the episode about that. But um, it was a bit of a surprising win for me. But at the same time, you know, San Fran are meant to be Super Bowl contenders out of the NFC. So sort of not a surprise as well. Yeah, for sure. Look, pretty likable team, I think, San Francisco. Jimmy Garoppolo, uh, you know, a quarterback I think a lot of play people want to see do well. He's sort of a no-ego no frills sort of player, and um, he had real command of that offense. And when you have players like Brandon Ayuk and uh, Debo Samuel firing in all cylinders, their running game, despite the, despite the depleted running back core, a uh, few injuries back there. Jeff Wilson um, has had plenty of, but plenty of faith from Coach Kyle Shanahan, and he delivered as well. So that was a, a good game for the Niners to finish off the week and a good win there. The Rams are uh, in a bit of trouble, I think, but we'll, go, we'll touch on that a bit later. Brings us to our first talking point of the episode. And as always, as we kick off the program, overreaction of the week. Brad, I'll start with you. Um, what are mm -hmm. you reacting to from what you saw in week four? Well, I think this team were probably already looking at uh, the draft for next season. But Houston, they're, they're in the market for a new quarterback. Um, whether they wait for the draft or whether they try and go for your boy over there in Miami, Skylar. <laughs> <laughs> whatever his name is. Um, yeah. yeah, Davis Mills, he's just – he's not the answer there by the looks of it. They've tried to fumble around with him, but, yeah, they look very unimpressive when they pass the ball, especially him, obviously himself. I think passing yards over 10 yards, he's just completely off target. Um, and, yeah, it's – they don't have the best wide receiving group there, but in saying that, he's just anything – Anything mid to long range, he's not hitting them, um, and it's just not clicking on offense for Houston. Uh, they got their running game going, but they just need a quarterback now, and I think Davis Mills, uh, he's just buying time there until his uh, time is up. Mm, interesting. Look, I, I sort of somewhat agree. I was high on him this season, and he hasn't really um, been super impressive, has he? Like, as you said, he's just not no. a deep ball. Like, the sort of dink and dunk, he's getting... Uh, uh, completions, but yeah, being a little bit disappointing has Davis Mills. I know many thought Houston wouldn't be, uh, you know, contending in any sort of way this season, but he's been disappointing. Oh, and they could have been. They're in a pretty easy division when you think about the the teams in there. Look, 
Mm. Like I said, Jacksonville had a good chance to win it. They probably looked the best team in that division at the moment. Um, but, you know, they got off to a 1-1-1. One, one and one. Oh, no, they lost. The o, they were 0-1. Yeah, 1-1 yeah, and one or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah so they haven't won a game. They had, they, yeah. Three, but they, three losses they in a tie. Yeah. yeah, so, you know, they're still in there, but I just don't think Davis Mills is the answer to get them um, to the promised land or to the playoffs anyway. Fair enough. With mine, it's another quarterback as well. And, you know, I was high on the Saints this season. I think they can still uh, – look, they need to sort of get a move on now. But they're um, – the, Andy Dalton, that game against the Vikings, he was really impressive. Um, he had real command of that offense. They got close. They could have won the game uh, with, a, with, a, with a field goal make. But um, I thought Andy Dalton was quite impressive and – more impressive than what Jamison Winston has looked anyway. Winston has thrown good for big yardage in sort of um, garbage time. He did orchestrate a bit of a comeback to beat the Falcons in week one. But I think Andy Dalton keeps a New Orleans job. Um, if, you know, I th- he's a guy who's been around the league. He, he's a smart player. You know, he, he's had a few knockers out there and probably fair enough. But I really liked what he did with... Um, that Saints offense, and they almost came away, left London with a win against a, a little double a, doing a, lead, a leading side in the Vikings. Yeah, a made field goal would have obviously won the game. So Dalton, really impressive, and I think there's um, there might be a bit of a quarterback controversy brewing whenever Jameis Winston gets back from injury. So well, I think that's what that's hurt New Orleans. So the poor management of Jameis, you know, they've said he's had a bad back. I think they've sort of rushed him back. He obviously didn't play over in London due to his back. So, um, you know, him playing injured uh, and a serious injury in that with a back, you know, it's, it's not the easiest injury to play through. So to try and force him to play through it, he plays poorly. Um, look, I wouldn't be eye on the red rifle. I had him at the Bears last year. He did the same thing. He played one fairly decent game to keep your team in it and then the next two to three weeks he'll blow and then he'll have one good mm. one again. So, yeah. New Orleans still have a chance. Tampa Bay lost and lost convincingly to the Chiefs. If New Orleans can just start to get it oh, rolling, that, they've got a lot of injuries still. You know, Mike Thomas is injured again. You know, they're struggling with injuries. If they can stay healthy, yeah, it might be a yeah. shot. And it, the NFC South's right up for grabs, isn't it? Um, mm. So, yeah, that was my reaction. It could probably not come to fruition, but I think there might be a bit of a quarterback controversy Rifle, eh? in, in New Orleans. Righto. Brings us to our second talking point. Yay and nay. And I'll kick off this segment, Brad. I've always been a fan of Rashad Penny. He's a running back at Seattle. A few quiet games to start the season, but against the Detroit Lions defense, um, <laughs> I think if you could, you know, you'd probably put anyone back there and they'd put up uh, some decent yardage, but he showed how explosive he can be. He was. Two long touchdown runs, 17 carries, 151 yards, two touchdowns. He's a really good running back. He led the league in rushing yards the last six weeks of the season last year, and it was, wasn't even close. I think he was about 200 yards ahead of his next the next highest in those sort of last few weeks of the season. So Rashad Penny, keep it rolling, needs some momentum. They just need to give – he's a running back that needs to – you know, he's not going to do much good with eight or nine carries a game. He's a running back that sort of gets the he's hot hand, builds momentum, cowbell, and – Give him 15 or 20 carries a game. He's going to put up some yards for you, I think, and really good to see him um, have a big game against Detroit. You know, you've know, you got to take it with a grain of salt. Detroit's defense are 
flat out awful. Yeah. And yeah. I saw a um, post on Twitter during the week from an analyst. I can't think of the name of who who, who posted it, but basically saying if to it wasn't Brad Campbell. Yeah. <laughs> um, basically saying if Detroit had a bad defense, they'd be three and one. So <laughs> their defense is terrible. And the Lions lead the league in points. But um, Jared Goff outplaying Matthew Safford, it's fair to say. Mm. Lions offense, very good. But their defense, whilst I didn't think it was going to be red hot, um, it was pretty ordinary this this year. Barrett, there's a couple of starring lights on that team. But Jeff Okuda was sort of brought back down to earth a little bit. DK Metcalf had his measure on the weekend. So Rashad Penny, um, really impressed by him. And I think he's uh, going to, for the next few weeks, prove that he's a top five, six running back in this league. What about you? What have you got me a couple of yays for me or one yay for now? Look, I think it's it's um hard to go away from that game, how explosive it was points wise. Um and I'm gonna have to go with the Seattle quarterback, Gino. Uh what a game. You know, the last yeah. couple of weeks, Seattle have looked absolutely dull on offense. Nothing mm. going. Um but hey, they wrote him off. Guess what? Juno still ain't right back yet. 23 or 30, 320 <laughs> yards, two TDs. He also had seven carries for just shy of 50 yards and a touchdown. He was just mm. instrumental. I guess once you've got your running game going, um, it, it eases it for Gino and his receivers. And look, he's got some star receivers there, Lockett and, and Metcalf. So, you know, if you're throwing it to them and your running game's working, they've got a decent, you know, off- offense there. The defense is, is to be desired similar to the um, Detroit Lions in that game, but their offense is just, it worked. I don't know what they did different, but it worked. Um, so, yeah, Gino yeah. was very impressive for me. And you're right. They've got two great wide receivers out there, but they're doing like tight ends like Will Disley, Colby Parkinson, relative mm. no-names before the start of the season, and they got Noah offense in that trade uh, with Denver in the trade that uh, sent Russell Wilson to the Broncos. Noah offense he's got couple of touchdown receptions, but he's been outplayed by some of the other tight ends who started lower on the depth chart than him. So, um, look, yeah, Seattle offense humming, Rashad Penny, Geno Smith, big games. And I think whilst Seattle won't make the playoffs, I think, um, you know, they got a couple of good guys that would be worthy fantasy pickups if you're sort of looking for a, a flex on a, a weak or an injured player or something like that. So Seattle's offense humming and that's our yay. One, one of my other – or my other yay is – on the defensive side of the ball, and not a player in particular, but a coach, defensive coordinator for the Niners, D'Amico Ryans. Of course, he was a linebacker for Houston, I want to say. I think it was Houston he yeah, started his career with. When, when we were sort of getting into the uh, – when we were started following it, I think he might have been a rookie around the time we started following it, a middle linebacker for the Texans. He had a pretty decent career. But now as a coach, he's um, certainly putting his hands up for some head coaching jobs um, if they come up at the end of the season, which I'm sure they will. His defense, the Niners' defense is arguably the best in the league at the moment. They are mm. shutting teams out. They left kept the Rams to nine points. Them and Dallas have probably the two best defenses in the league, and D'Amico Ryan's coach has only been there for two years now, second season, and um, he is absolutely – that side of the ball is humming. Pick six um, as well, so got to give credit to the San Francisco Niners' defense, but – D'Amico Ryan's in particular, he's doing a great job as defensive coordinator there. Mm. Anything else for you on the yay yeah. side, Bradley? Yeah, I've got to throw in one more yay there. Um, off to a rookie quarterback this time too. Uh, rookie quarterback over there in New England, Bailey Zapp. I thought he was very impressive Ooh. when he came in for uh, Brian Hoyer. And 
to be honest, oh, look, he was a rookie. That's probably why he didn't get the start. Uh, he hasn't seen a lot of the reps in the preseason, the off season. But, uh, geez, he's got to be a walk-up start for this week if Max still out. Uh, 10 or 15, 99 yards and a touchdown. And to be honest, if they gave the ball to him, put the rock in his hand and let him made, made a play there in OT, they might have actually beaten Green Bay in Green Bay. And that is that is no easy task, especially mm. as a rookie. Um, but they, they tried to run it down Green Bay straight there and over time. I thought they should have, you know, put the pigskin in his hand, let him make a play because he was looking good. Um, he was very impressive. Um, so Bailey's up for me. Could he be the next Tom Brady? Because uh, that's you know, exactly not, how that's, he came through. Well, exactly. He came through with an injury. Uh, the starting Drew Bledsoe knocked out. Drew Bledsoe, of course, was the starting quarterback at the time. Brian Hoyer was uh, starting for the injured Mac Jones, who you'd think is their future. But Bailey's up fourth round pick um, out of Western Kentucky. Not many NFL alumni from the Western Kentucky Hilltoppers, but. Look, came into action through an injury and looking likely he'll get the start without – I'm sure, pretty sure he'll start this week for the Patriots. Um, I think Max still out. I think it was a high ankle sprain. Max, so yeah, and Hoyer's got concussion. So mm. um, if they handle it better than the Miami Dolphins, Hoyer will probably miss this next game and Bailey Zapp <laughs> gets another start. So we'll check in next week on how he's gone. And, yeah, I, I agree with you there. Very impressive um, into sort of um, uh, coming in for an injured player and. Very good uh, first bit of NFL action for Bailey Zapp. Now we'll talk about the Nays, and I'm going to start with the team I just brought up, the Miami Dolphins. If you listened to the podcast last week, we were pretty scathing on how they handled Tua's injury. That was post the Buffalo game where he couldn't walk off the field without stumbling. Mm. They played him against the Cincinnati Bengals four days later, assuming everything was okay. And he, it was a really scary moment when he went down because it was, you know, he sort of spasmed with his fingers. That was a terrible look. Throwing up um, gang signs. Yeah. And Amazon kept showing the replay. No one wants to see that. Um, and he was on the field six or seven, well, probably a bit longer actually, before they carted him off. He didn't give the thumbs up when he went off the ground. He was taken to a level one trauma center. That for the first 10, 15 minutes after the injury, it was sort of, you know, it was hard to sort of enjoy the game going on, knowing what had happened to Tua, knowing that he got the concussion the week before. A second concussion in four days was what the whole NFL world thinks. And the fact that they, you know, played him, the, they've actually fired one of the doctors who... Um, mm, the neurologist. Gave him, gave him, gave him the all clean, clear, whether he's a full guy or, you know, I think it, 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 clearly. But it's it goes deeper guy. than just... Yeah, because it goes the, deeper the coach, than that. The, the head coach should be fired. He shouldn't have put him out there. He oh, should be some, Whoever made the decision. He should be gone. Made the decision. Um, the, mm. You know, the team's got to be held accountable. They can't just fall back on this neurologist who yeah. cleared him against, after, think, you know, during that Bills game. He, yes, he should be sacked. Whoever the doctors are on this team should all be sacked. And the head coach, he's the head coach of the team, Gornski. Yeah. Oh, yeah they have no care for player welfare. Yeah, it was just, it seems that way. And... You know, look, this is going to play out, I think. Maybe not immediately, but there will be lawsuits and all that sort of stuff. There will be investigations by the NFL. How the hell someone who was stumbling off clearly with a concussion uh, was allowed to play four days later? Uh, I know. It was just it was shit show all around. And, you know, we don't want to say I told you so or anything like that, but it was just clear to see that he he should not have been playing. And look what's happened. And it's good he's okay. 
you know what who what who, who knows what's what you know in the future and the problems he might have hopefully nothing does tour but it was an awful look and then to see him uh, in the state he was in four days later after taking a relatively innocuous hit um wasn't violent or anything like that the way his head hit the ground but both yeah both hits damage. i think the second one um in that Bengals game was harder than that first one in the Bills. I thought the Bills one was yeah. a bit soft. And when he reacted like that, I was like, oh. And then, yeah, this was more yeah. of a tackle on him. Um, yeah. And, yeah, then he started throwing up those gang signs. I knew it was it was bad signs. Yeah, and- yeah it was uh, shocking. So, Dolphins, pretty poor form by then, by them. Um, and glad to is okay. He seems to be okay. I, do- I, don't think he- I don't think he should be playing... In the in, in any time soon, got to hope not no, anyway. No. But um, it's it's sign it's pointing to that he will play sometime again this season. So glad he's okay, but God, they really um did a poor job there, the Dolphins, and it should be a lesson going forward for the other team, um, that the impact that this could have by rushing players back out there and putting mm-hmm. them in when they're not supposed not supposed to be or not ready. So Miami Dolphins, that was an easy nay for me. What have you got for me, Brad? Um, your old boy, Matty Stafford at the LA Rams, stinking it up. Another big game. I from was him. Watch, watching the Rams, Niners, and I knew that this was going to come up because <laughs> well, look, it, it was actually it was actually it was actually hard to watch. It was hard to watch, man. Like he, oh mate, he he just only he, threw to Cooper Cup. That's what I mean. Like I don't know who who's running this offense. Who's the coordinator? Well, oh gee, I can't, I can't think of his yeah, name. Yeah, I don't know. If it's Obviously, on my head. and I don't Mc, know. What Sean McVay is Sean McVay is a lot. Sean McVay is a lot, a lot to, to do with it. it. Yeah, um, I, I don't get what their game plan. Is. Their game plan literally seems to be throw it to Cooper Cup. They've got three other white ride receivers, and they're stacking them on the same side to to fool defenses, so they don't know who's which one's the proper white wide receiver that he's going to throw to. Um, yeah, <laughs> zero TDs, another interception. Uh, they only ran it 18 times. Cooper Cup had 19 targets. They're throwing to Cup more than they're running it in the total game. It's disgusting. It's it's stat padding for Cup, and we all look at his numbers and go, "Damn, what a season!" But it's not. It's garbage. It's no. not. It's a team sport. They've got an absolute star there, and Alan Robinson, who's thinking, "Why the hell did I leave the Bears now?" You know. Is he getting open, but? Yeah, of course he is. Yeah, no. Um, I, I, look, he's had, I, he's I, had I'm a couple not... of drops, but. Um, but it just okay. it just doesn't seem like it doesn't seem like they're even looking at him or Stafford's even they're looking not, at him because yeah. Stafford's thrown the ball 150 times this season so far in the four games he's thrown it to Cup 54 times out of those 150 so mm. one third of his throws are going you know the, though under defense is starting to pick Stafford off we know what the I know what the game plan is for next week throw to Cooper Cup it's yeah it's mm. poor four TDs so far six interceptions on the season Matthew Stafford. Stinking it up, and it's the Stafford we all know. Mm, I don't agree with that necessarily, but I agree that he stunk it up, um, and something's got to change. And looks like OBJ might have a job um, waiting for him when he's back from injury. Uh, he can certainly boost that offense, um, add another sort of string to their bow a little bit. But a bit too one-dimensional at the moment. The Rams, righto, my nay, and it it's a relates to well, it's a it's Baltimore Ravens coach John Harbaugh. We know that he put the ball in Lamar's hands in some big moments that paid off last season. Fourth down in particular. 20 all. They're up 20 to three. And the Bills came back to 20 all. And they had the ball fourth or 
Fourth and goal. Fourth and goal, yeah. A field goal makes it 23-20. They're in front of the Super Bowl favourites. They go for it. They go for it, and they, it doesn't come off. And you saw Marcus Peters, who is a hothead. I'll admit he's not <laughs> like it's not, it's not his first argument on the sideline before, but he was ropeable with the decision that Harbaugh made to give the opportunity for the offense. You know, and look, if they score a touchdown, you know, I guess they're heroes. But I think in that situation, it had to be had to be a field goal. And when they didn't take the field goal, even before they the play you know, they'd run the play. I was like, you beauty. Like, if they miss this, Bills need 50 yards, they get a field goal and they win the game. And that's exactly what happened. Josh Allen drove him down the field and completed a pretty remarkable comeback from 17 points down. So, um, you know, poor decision-making from John Harbaugh. And that's in that sort of, um, you know, against the Bills offense, who can easily run, get down the field quite easily. So, John Harbaugh. Yeah, I've watched that. A couple of times out play from Baltimore. At, at first thought, I think too, you know, kick the field goal. But then you watch it again. Their slot wide receiver on the left hand side is open, and <clears throat> I hate to say this because I love the bloke. Lamar's clearly just one eye, and I think it was Mark Andrews on the right side. Didn't take his eyes off him the whole time. If he looked to his left as he snapped the ball, um, they were playing soft coverage on the slot. He could have just sat there and, and, and caught a little, you know turn back and just a little corner route sort of um, mm. run, gets a touchdown. But also I think if they're going to run a play on fourth and goal when they're, you know, four or five yards out, just let Lamar run it, you know. Mm. Yeah, I thought he could have run it in too. I think, mm. you know, the conservative play, the right play to go in the lead and trust your defense, kick the field goal. But also we'll say, we'll say this about um, the, the Broncos head coach. You've paying this bloke two hundred and fifty million. Put the ball in his hand. Let him make the play. So, if you're mm. going to pay Lamar, put the ball in his hand. Let him make the play. I think in this situation, he made the wrong play. He should have looked left and hit his receiver. They would have scored a touchdown. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, good for the Bills, and I'm um, glad they were able to get the job done. That was it was awful viewing for the first half. Twenty down, twenty to three, but um, their defense showed up in the second half. Josh Allen showed up and. A very, very impressive win on the road from the Bills. Mm. Comeback win. You got another nay for me? Yeah, another nay here. And again, I'm sorry about this, but I just had to – we were talking about it before. You're not going to like it, but Detroit Lions defense, as good (laughs) as their offense is, they are just as bad on the other end. It's 141 points in four games. It's 35 points a game. Jared Goff's thinking, what else do I have to do to get a win? I'm out here throwing four TDs, almost 400 yards, and you're still losing. It's, um, yeah, I don't know what Dan no. Campbell's coaching staff are doing, but it's pretty terrible over there. And um, mm. thank God they're that bad because the, the the Bears would be on the bottom if it wasn't for Detroit's shoddy defense. I know. The Detroit, their their offense, as, as, I, as I thought they would be, is absolutely humming, and defense is just... Oh. Horrible. No, it's, no Swift. It's no Armand Rasane Brown. I thought, okay, geez, it might not be as high score. And I, and I had in my multi, you know, the Lions to cover four and a half. I think it was when I heard that. I was like, oh, that's going to hurt. Then I see the score. I was like, these guys are absolute bludgers. Some of the still lose. And then some of the plays they're calling up. It's like second and ten, and they're doing all that blitzes, and that just leaves oh. Quick pass, 
quick release from Geno Smith, and that's a 30-yard gain, and there's a 20-yard gain. And, and that's what Geno is. He's good at just quick release. You know, When you mm. give him time in the pocket, that's when he makes the poor decisions, when he holds on to it too mm. long. If you're letting him get it out quick, he's going to – He's going. well, it showed you what he did. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I think they played into Geno's sort of style of football a bit there. Um, but, yeah, even apart from that game, the, the other three games have been absolutely terrible. Mm. All right, oh, that brings us to our third talking point. Buy or sell, Brad? We, mm. you were pretty low on him last week, and he <laughs> shut you up with a three touchdown game. Um, look, you got to remember, he led the league in touchdowns last year, Austin Eckler. Um, good, good. I know, and he had to see been him doing get it back so to far form. this season. Yeah. And then no, he hadn't. You're right. The and, game and, against but, Houston, he catches little dink doinks and runs. Which he's good at. He can, he's so he's he's such a good. One of the best receiving backs in the league in terms of yards after carry. Um, you know, he can just put him in the open field and he, he'll rumble for 10, 15 yards. Very, very agile. And look, obviously he was good on the ground too in terms of uh, in the backfield running the ball. So buy or sell Austin Eckler after that one big game last week? Look, I think you have to buy him at, at a fantasy standpoint because of that reason. Mm. Um, maybe the Chargers have sort of found their, their footing a bit more now. Um, they just had to go up against a shit team to to get a, find a groove. But, yeah, fantasy standpoint, I think you've got to pick him. Um, yeah. But for, you know, for an actual team, I don't think I'm picking him. There's, um, hmm. yeah, I, I wouldn't take him, you know. Once Keenan Allen's back, you know, they, they, they've got a few injuries at, rec- at the receiving position. So, of course, he's going to probably catch a few more passes at the moment. But uh, fantasy, yes. If I had it, was running the team, no. Fair enough. Rightio, well, one for you and uh, comeback player for this week, Zach Wilson. Um, Zach Wilson. <laughs> <laughs> that Are you buying that, that was that, that was not a mistake. Yeah, um, sorry, that boy got that you dog s- in him. You see, <laughs> you see that. Um, uh, Giselle Bunchen liked his uh, <laughs> most recent. <laughs> yes, I did. <laughs> Giselle Bunchen, um, you know, he's a bit of a public, as expected, two very famous people going through a, a bit of a public divorce. divorce. And that's, you know, and it, look, I don't know how true it is that just heard of hiring divorce lawyers. So that's mm. never a good sign. Um, and we know Zach Wilson for his exploits <laughs> with the. You know, loving the lo- loving the older women and trying to pick up his mother's friends, which he has had, which he's done to some success already. Um, but from a football standpoint, um, I'm buying him. I yeah. <laughs> you've got to be confident I'm, as a Jet fan. Yeah, if you see that. Yeah, I, that I, 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 touchdown I, he got. I love his gunslinger mentality. I really do. That mm. first half, he was awful. And it was like, shit, we might be bringing in Joe Flacco. You know, the Jets <laughs> might have to put Joe Flacco in. He orchestrated a big comeback against the Steelers. Kenny Pickett throwing three picks helped, but yeah, yeah, Wilson yeah. was um he was he was uh, cerebral in that second half. He barely and missed have a pass. Um, great defense too. Mm, yeah, no, they secondary. do. I think it was very good second. I'm, bu- I'm buying Zach Wilson. He's got plenty of receivers around him. Mm. Two headed monster in the backfield. I love Brees Hall and Michael mm. Carter as well. He's um he's no slouch as we know. So. Zach Wilson, I'm I'm buying him. I, I you know I don't, being being in the same division as the Bills, um, I, don't, I don't, obviously don't want him to have big games, but I like the look of him and good to see him bounce back from a 
you know, get that first half out of his head and orchestrate a big comeback. Jets are two and two. Mm. Um, and so I'm buying Wilson. I think he, you know, he'll have, he'll have his growing pains. There's no doubt. He'll have some games where he looks awful, but uh, his best is very good. And he that was on full display against the Steelers. So yeah. buying Zach Wilson. Mm. Oh, yeah, yep. certainly does. And I love I love the mentality. You know, Brett Favre had a Hall of Fame career. Um, you know, I'm not saying he's going to be like Brett Favre, but just sort of that willing Hopefully to not, sort of... He's still on money. Yeah, no, you don't want him to end up like that. But <laughs> um, let him steal people's wives, but not stealing money from poor people. You see uh, what AB did, uploaded? Oh, man. Okay. We, we're, we'll talk about CTE. How much, how much CTE is in that bloke's brain? Literally. What happened to him in every season Man. in UAE? Abu Dhabi what? or something? Do you see what happened Who? when he was over in Abu Dhabi, AB? Yeah, he was in the pool he and he was, showing everyone his, yeah. he was showing everyone his genitals. Like, that's criminal. Like, that's like, that's sexual harassment. Like, what the fuck? Oh, yeah, he's anyway, lost yeah, and then he's lost that the picture with Tom Brady's misses. Oh man, Tom Brady, the guy who like basically single handedly saved his career by yeah. saying, "Yeah, no, I'll, I'll let him stay with me. I'll let him get back on his, or well, not get back on his feet, but sort of, you know, get him I'll in the right mentality to to play in the NFL. Won a Super Bowl, had a very good season with the Bucks, and then walked off the field. And I just don't know. He he, he is a complete. He is just a definition of a loose cannon. His brain is mush. <laughs> uh, Oh yeah, so it's sad, but um, he was—you'd say he's been one of the best wide receivers in the last ten, fifteen years, if not the best. But my God, um, he needs—he needs help, really. And <laughs> he does. Mm. Anyway, we'll move on to our fourth talking point, and there's the tips and previews section. And Brad, you weren't able to get one back on me last week. I nudged ahead, picking the Bills. You went the Ravens, um, and every other tip we were in agreement with. So I've moved to a nice little cushion. I'm fifteen and nine, and you're eleven and ten. So now you're four behind. But I reckon these games we've got here, there might be some differing difference in opinions. Uh, they're all sort of tight games, and I'm certain there'll be two or three tips that we. Um, go against each other in this. So we'll start with the first game. It's the Russell Wilson Bowl. Oh, no, it's not. It's the Peyton Manning Bowl. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) I'm thinking, oh, no, no, it's not. The Peyton Manning Bowl, Denver. (laughs) We've already had the Russell Wilson Bowl. Yeah, I know. We already had Russell Wilson Bowl. Denver against Indianapolis. Um, Of course, Peyton Manning winning Super Bowls with both teams. And a good way to kick off week five on Thursday Night Football, Friday morning our time. Who have you got in that one? I'm going with uh, Russ. I've got to let him cook. He's cooking cereal, I thought. <laughs> Jeez, he, you said last he week he's cooking cereal? Yeah, well, they lost too, um, didn't they? Um, I'll go with Russ. Lose, over, um, I'm not mentioning him in the next two podcasts, remember? <laughs> so, no, yeah, no. Denver for me over Indy. Indy just <laughs> – I don't know how they still beat the Chiefs. They didn't beat the Chiefs. Chiefs beat themselves, um, and they didn't look very impressive against the Titans. Um, so, yeah, I'll go Denver. Maybe we're just low on the Titans or something, but I expected Indianapolis to have a big game and uh, just goes to show out. When it comes to uh, tips and stuff, I think I'm, I'm going okay. But when it comes to the multi, we'll get into this later. <laughs> Holy hell. We, 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 I mean, it's like it should be a lay of – it's like whatever our multi is, go the complete opposite and you'll be killing it. Um, but Denver and Indy, Except you're with Denver. Street. 
Uh, I, I'm with Denver as well. As I said, I thought Indy would be uh, winners last week against the t- Titans. They weren't. Indianapolis Denver at home. T- yeah, I know, but Denver are too good a side. I just, I think they get the. I think they're. I think Raiders are better than Indy. So Denver bounced back with a win against the Colts. So in agreement there. Next game. Sort of put a, you know, it might not be the, the marquee game of that uh, 4 a.m., 3 a.m. time slot, but it was certainly one that was the most intriguing, I thought. Tennessee against the Commanders. Tennessee Titans against the Washington Commanders. Uh, Lions two and a half for the Titans. And we'll start with you, Brad. Who do you like in this one? Yeah, you're just going to copy my picks, aren't you? So you stay ahead. I'm going with uh, the team out of Tennessee. I'll trust Derek Henry to go for a big game again. Um, Tannehill looked pretty good against the Colts and Washington. You just never know what you're going to get with Carson Wentz. He's always good for a couple of turnovers. So I'll trust Tennessee's defense to hold on and Derek Henry to lead them to a win. Washington for me in this, I, uh, yeah, I came up against a really good defense of the commanders and they were outplayed. Dallas, too good. Washington, Tennessee aren't as good as Dallas. I think Washington bounced back. Wentz has a big game against the Bit of a, a defense that certainly isn't as good as uh, the Cowboys, that's for sure. So I'm going with the Commanders. Cowboys at Rams is our third game. And Rams are favorites, four and a half points favorites. So um, Bookie's thinking Rams get the job quite done quite comfortably. I'll start this one and uh, I'll go with the Rams, but I would not be, take, I would not be taking the points. Um, they got it. I think they do... They bounce back with a better offensive display this week. Even though the Cowboys' defense are, are looking really good, the Rams' offensive line must is looking pretty pretty ordinary. So I think Stafford will be pressured, but I still think they do enough to get the job in a pretty low-scoring game. Uh, Rams for me over the Cowboys. What do you like? Yeah, I'm torn between this one. Cowboys' defense, as good as it is, and as bad as Stafford is, They'll probably get two interceptions. But can I still trust Cooper Rush to lead them to a win in LA? Can he keep it going? I don't know. For that reason, I don't trust him. Honeymoon's got to win, doesn't it? Exactly. You know, you can't keep doing it. And surely, you know, the Rams are going to change their game plan after that disgusting display on Monday night. Um they got to come up with something then just throwing two-yard screen passes to bloody Cooper Cup, let him get his 10 yards per catch. Um, I think so I think Robinson yards. I think Robinson gets targeted much more. I think they'll hear the, so. the, the criticism. You can't, throw 20, and... you can't throw 20 targets to one receiver um, when mm. you've you've got other good receivers on your team. They've got to change up their game plan. They've got to run the ball. Um, so for that, I'm, and being at home, I'm going to go with the Rams, but I'm not confident. Yeah, same. Rams with me, but yeah, very not confident at all in that in that one. All right, a couple of division matchups to uh, close out the round in the two primetime slots. Sunday night football, Bengals and the Ravens. This will be a great game. Bengals certainly bounce mm. back to form with a good win over a good side last week. Uh, Joey Burrow is back, and whilst oh, I think yeah. it'll be a great game, I'm with the Bengals to keep their momentum rolling. Oof. Yep, I, d- I did like um, the looks of Burrow against Miami. They just let him up and down the field. They scored some nice points. Jeez, they got some great wide receivers there. T. Higgins, he's a dead set animal. Love um, him. Love him. Mm. 
such a beast. And Jamar Chase is meant good. to be a big, meant to be the deep balls. threat, and he, and he and he has caught a lot of deep balls as T. Higgins, but very accomplished route runner, and um, oh, you know, he's great at the spot. He, him and Jamar Chase on the same side. You know, mm. quite reliant on Jamar Chase last season, but he's even like Jamar Chase had a couple of good catches towards the end to inflate his yardage total. But T. Higgins was the man in that offense last week, and um, you know, Tyler Boyd was quiet, but he can go for eighty yards, five catches, and a touchdown. Mm. I wouldn't surprise anyone as well. Oh, they got at a any myri- time, one of myri- yeah. myriad of weapons. Need to get the running game going, but uh, Burrow's doing enough with his arm at the moment. I think the Bengals in a great game of football beat the, the uh, Ravens. Are you, who, are you, who are you with? So, yeah, after us hyping up the Bengals for that much, I'm just going to go with my boy Lamar. They ain't, they ain't losing back-to-back. Um, they're at home. They're going to make some plays. I think it's going to be a dead-set bell ringer. It'll probably come down to a field goal on the buzzer, and I'm going to back uh, Justin Tucker to kick it. Ravens to win. Last game of the week, Monday Night Football, and I know we said we'd have a bit of an embargo on the Raiders, talking about the Raiders, but considering they're a prime time game, we have to. Raiders and Chiefs. We don't have to talk about this long. This is an easy one. It's an absolute lock. Bet on the Chiefs. Put everything on it. Your home deposit, your life savings. It's a lock. The Chiefs are up. Well, I know you're um, in the market for a house at the moment, so why don't you put your money where your mouth is and uh, <laughs> once you ride that, once you ride that little home deposit you have there saved up on the on the on the Chiefs scene. I know you won't. I'd have a house on Yarrawonga <laughs> if I did anyway, because it's paying. <laughs> I'm with the Chiefs as well. Raiders, great to see him return to form last week. Um, uh, Josh Jacobs, oh, hasn't he come back from the the uh, bit of a, you know, he was written off, I think, for a bit there. Um, but he had a massive game last week against Denver. I think he runs the ball and runs it, effect- runs, runs it effectively, but I'm with the Chiefs. They're just... They're just Unreal at the moment on offense, and they'll be hard. To, they'll be. Breed. Oh, he's un. He is unreal. So I'm with the Chiefs. I want the Raiders to win, but I think the Chiefs to get the job done. Righto, let's get to our most depressing segment of the of the program. <laughs> our next talking point. Are, it I, is. I don't even yeah. want to say we're due because it's just. No, I'm not right saying we're due. No, no. I feel yeah. I'm just gonna just gonna give the tips, and you can do what you want with them. Um, but I'll start with you, our multi of the week, Brad. What do you like? You're gonna go one leg but multi just to get the confidence yeah. up. Or? <laughs> I thought about it. I thought about just doing three legs of the shorties to win, and that was still only like a dollar ninety nine. I was like, ah. Mm. I just found ten nah. bucks on the ground. I can't turn it into no, no, nine I agree. cents, whatever. So I'm going first leg. Denver at the line, minus three. It's $1.86. I'll take that. Then mm-hmm. I'm going to take Minnesota at the line, minus seven, $1.90. And Against I just the Bears. Wow. It's in Minnesota. The yeah. Bears look as much as I love them. They just haven't got much happening for them on attack. Um, it's yep. been pretty bland. They started – they looked like they were starting to turn it on, you know. Hit um, Darnell Mooney for a 54-yard absolute moonball bomb. And then mm. they just went away from it again. So mm. I don't know what they're doing on their offense. It, it needs a lot of work. Um, so, yeah, it's Minnesota at the line, minus seven. And like I said, I'll lock these boys up for the win. Kansas City, pick your own line, minus three and a half for me, dollar fifty-four. Uh, that gives us a total of $5.49. Okay. I like it. Um, I'm going to go a two-legger. And 
I'm going to look. Uh, Jamar Chase, uh, Jamar Chase <laughs> got his yardage. I did the wrong bet. Well, I did his yardage, but only got four catches, so he missed out there. But it didn't matter anyway. I had the Colts, and my third. I'm pretty sure I went zero and three. Just trying to think. Oh yeah, we one Commanders three and a half, and that was never looking likely. So I went no. <laughs> I went zero and three. I'm going um, a two legger. I'm going to start with a player prop. Cortland Sutton, I think, has a big game against the Colts. Sixty-four and a half receiving yards. It's on the uh, the Thursday night football game, Friday morning our time. So Cortland Sutton over sixty-four and a half receiving yards, and San Francisco Carolina game. I like the line there. Carolina, this would be so typical of them to come out and beat the Niners, but or even get close to them. They just are just awful. Baker Mayfield, another pretty ordinary performance. Oh, it's just they're frustrating. They're so frustrating. Niners they six and a half the against the Panthers. Yeah, yeah I would, I'd have the Bears over the Panthers. I just he, he, Baker's got to do something. He just I said this last week and very disappointing um, start to the season. The Panthers. I can't see their coach lasting the season. Lost the locker room apparently. But um, yeah, my two legger little safe one. Cortland Sutton over sixty four and a half receiving yards and in the Denver. Indie game, and then my second leg, Niners. I think a good line, six and a half um, against mm. Carolina Panthers. Um, ten dollars. Ten dollars will get you. Um, hold on. Ten dollar bet will get you. It's not really your not money back. Play ball. <laughs> I win a red skin. Um, ten dollars gets you thirty five dollars. Red Ripper, that's right. Oh, that's all right. <laughs> Ten to thirty-five, just a little bit of a confidence boost, I think. That's um, it. We just need to we, build the bank back we, up. Yeah, that's right. We got plenty, plenty of weeks left in the season to um get back into the get back into the green. All right, mm. takes us to the final segment, the Fantasy Five. Righto, I'll kick Brad, you kick it off, please. Right, yeah. So my first question for you is: mm. Will Jared Goff throw three or more touchdowns this week in Foxborough? Ooh, <sighs> I'm going to say no. Um, they no. like running when they're close to the end zone. He's putting up plenty of yards, and he's throwing touchdowns. But New England are pretty stout defense, really. Like they're not the best in the league, but they're sort of middle of the pack. Um, I don't think. Detroit put up 48 points, that's for sure. And, you know, Jamal Williams just had to have a big game, and he did last week. A couple of touchdowns. I think they like running it close to the end zone with those big backs. So, Goff might have one or two. Certainly will have one, maybe two. But three? No, I'm going to say no to that. Um, So, no for Goff for three TDs. Righto. Kenny Pickett time in Pittsburgh, and... That line is a college. That line's a college football line. Fourteen and a half for the Bills. Um, as much as I think the Bills win, I don't, I'm not, I'm not going to be taking that. That's I almost mean. took so, that line. I almost yeah. took it. Oh, mm. but Kenny Pick. Kenny Pickett time. What, it's not Kenny Pickett time, man. He came out through three picks and one half of football. It's well, disgusting. it is Kenny Pickett time. I'm not. Okay, hold on. Has He's throwing. Trubisky has thrown two in so far this season, and one yeah, but, bounced out of the yeah, hands but, of his receiver. But Trubisky is 
Trubisky hates getting rid of the ball. Like he will take the sack every time. At least Pickett will throw it in the face of pressure. That into, might not be a good thing all the, the time, but it's more exciting offense. They get more moving. Guys like George Pickett. I think they brought him in too early. Well, they've looked. They're not going to win either way with with him or Trubisky. I would have just redshirt him for the whole season, let him come back and make his debut next year as a what is it? He'll move the chains. He'll move the chains, and I think they'll put up maybe a couple of touchdowns on the Bills. But anyway, question for you: pretty low line over under twelve fantasy points for Kenny Pickett against the Bills. He'll have eight. I'm going under. He'll have two interceptions, no TDs. He might rush for one because he's a hog. He scored, he ran for two and still only got 13 points. So, eight points to me from Kenny Pickett, an absolutely dismal week two, game two display for him. He'll have five interceptions in one and a half games. Bill's defense, first half a little bit plain, but they locked them up in the second half against Ravens. Career Elam, their first round cornerback taken this year. Didn't get the start over the sixth-round rookie, Christian Benford, who's now um, injured with a fractured hand. But Kalar Elam, probably not pronounced that correctly. Kair Elam, there we go. Um, had 43 snaps and not, let no no receptions against him. So he had a lockdown game. Mm. Bill's defense looking good. I, I'd have to, If that question was posed to me, I'd have to agree as well. Uh, for Are Bill's at home? He, oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, what a game! He's definitely he'll get eight or less. What what a game to have your first start against the Buffalo Bills in mm. Buffalo. Anyway, Ugh. good luck to him. I think he does. Have, I think he does a better job than Trubisky. He'll definitely move the chains. Whether um he gives away the ball in the right direction, scene, I don't but know. it'll be a much more exciting offense with him under center than uh, Trubisky. Right, okay. Uh, my question for you: Out of the big three in Cincy, who's going to score more points? T Higgins, Jamar Chase, or Tyler Boyd this week? Um, I'm going to put a pen through Tyler Boyd. Uh, I'm going to go Jamar Chase. They sort of take it in turns, those Cincy receivers. They have one has a mm. really good game, or they both have good games. But I think Chase is due for a, a really big catch game and, and a, rec- a receiving yards game. He had close to 90 yards, I think, last week, but a couple of them were sort of uh, late in the piece when the result was in doubt. Um. Yeah, Jamar Chase. I'm expecting 120 yards and a touchdown for him. Right, our listeners, you heard it here. Put a line through Tyler Boyd, which means get on him at the overs and put him in for a touchdown <laughs> as well. <laughs> hey, he might have a good game. I don't think he outperforms Jamar Chase. Righto, yeah, yeah. this is the last question, and um, I'm second last. I'm it's fantasy five, last. mate, not four. Uh, You've done uh, it again. Yeah, horrible, eh? <laughs> um, <laughs> Um, this is a fully serious question too, so don't laugh. Proper. Okay. Who, who would you rather right now on your fantasy team, Alan Robinson or free agent forty nine year old Terrell Owens? <laughs> oh <laughs> man, I can't go past To. What a go! <laughs> Look, it depends. Alan who's Robinson hasn't even got a hundred receiving on my team. Alan Robinson hasn't even got a hundred receiving yards this year. I think he's got. Yeah, no. Who's uh, throw- who's he's got about doing? ninety in four games. So who's the Stafford. quarterback for either Allen Robinson or Terrell Owens when I'm picking them? Stafford. Can I pick my own quarterback? Oh. Yep, you can pick your yeah. Neither. It doesn't matter because it's going to get a cup. <laughs> if Terrell I had to pick Owens. my own quarterback. Terrell Owens reckons he can still play. Oh, absolutely he can. He's a freak. The I'd point go to of that TO. question was, yeah, yeah. I'm starting to. You, know, you pay Allen Robinson 15 mil a year and 
to not throw the ball at him. It's just oh, mind bowling. Like, he, he's the one. He shouldn't. He shouldn't be on any fantasy teams this week. Alan Robinson. Mate. There you go, listeners. And, um, You've heard it here again. Daniel Nuttall has not picked Alan Robinson, so go pick him up in your waiver wire because he will be there. <laughs> no one will have him on his team. Pick him up, put him at the flex, and um, he'll get you 15-plus points this week in fantasy. Now, I'll take Terrell mm. Owens in that situation nuts any day of the week. Yeah, fair enough. And look, that was obviously a joke question, but I think Alan Robinson, he has to have a bounce-back game this week. He has, to, he has to get more targets than what he's been getting. Two receptions for seven mm. yards. On against the Niners, that's just that's just shit mm. house, and that's mm. and that's whether that's on him not getting enough separation or them not throwing in the ball enough. Who knows? But um, bit of a fall from grace for Alan Robinson. I hope he bounces back. He's too good a receiver. And um, anyway, I need. I hope the Rams' offense get back on track. So you'd pick Terrell Owens in pretty good fighting shape. Apparently, he reckons he could here's he could offer an NFL team something. But I don't think anyone's picking him up anytime oh. soon. I'd love to see him and Mike Vick on this. Put him and Mike mm. Vick on Indianapolis or Houston. Oh, they'll get a team going. Mm. Anyway, my fifth question and last one for the Fantasy Five segment for you nuts. Will King Henry get another 100-yard game in a TD? Against the Commanders? Um, I just have a feeling they're going to bottle him up. I do. Mm. Um, I don't think he'll go for... 20, 30 yards or something. He'll probably get 60 yards, a couple of catches, but 100 yards and a TD. No, I think the commanders keep him honest. So I'm expecting a big game again from them against the Titans. So, you know, what are exceeding expectations, my expectations for them in, of late anyway? Um, so, they have started to look a little but, better. Yeah, they have. Um, you know, can't keep a good team down. You know, we were sort of riding them off a bit after a pretty poor start and, you know, they were the number one seed last season, but they found some form of late. And um, But with that said, I think the commanders keep Henry honest and he doesn't go for 100 yards in a touchdown. Mm, interesting. Well, that wraps up another episode of the Oz NFL podcast, episode seven in the books, Brad, and an exciting fixture of uh, matches coming up in week number five. Plenty of close games expected. The Bills and Steelers, probably not one of them, but I think there'll be plenty to talk about next week. So once again, thank you so much for listening. Like and subscribe. Follow the podcast on Apple Podcasts and on Spotify. Um, But we'll talk to you again next week. See you then.